Welcome to the Gospel for Life. It's good to be with you again this morning. I'm Russ Herman from Cloverdale United Reformed Church. With me in the studio today is Jonathan Van Hoogen from Spring United Reformed Church. Great to be here. Ryan Hempfell from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian. Hello. Welcome. A- or, and, thank you. <laughs> and Vinnie Henke from Valley Life Community Church. Gentlemen, great to have you in the studio today. Thanks, Russ. Good to be here. We have been trying to work through the, the whole topic of fears, anxiety, worries, and we started by looking at how essential it is to be grounded in the Word of God, to come back to the truths of Scripture and allow Scripture to influence how we think, how we think about the moments of our day, but also how to to think about God and what He's promised and who He is, and and to work through, well, how do we navigate the, the difficulties and challenges of life, and we've tried to hopefully direct you back to God's Word. Um, but there's a second component that we're going to come to today, and, and that's the issue of prayer. Mm. And we want to think about how does prayer relate to worry, anxiety, fears, and doubts. Um, Psalm 62, verse 8, talks about that we are to pour out our hearts before him. Why is it so difficult at times for Christians to pour out their hearts to God? Why is it, and the other way to say that is, why is it so difficult for us to come to God um, in prayer with our fears, anxieties, worries, and doubts? Well, I think um, a lot of it stems from the fact that we have this understanding of our own imperfections, um, and we're coming to a perfect Heavenly Father, and so um, you know there is you know we we recognize this with our own children. They they know we love them, but they know they've done something wrong, so they avoid things, and we do that even when we are suffering in our own with our own problems uh, with other other things. There's a certain inadequacy that we are feeling, which uh, keeps us from coming to God. Um, and yet the invitation is there. Um, you know, we mentioned this the other, other day. Other day, you know, um, that we're not to be anxious for anything, but by prayer and supplication we make our request known to God. And so, um, He's got the invitation. The hesitancy is with us. Mm-hmm. What other reasons might it be that we just struggle to come to God in prayer? Yeah, I think. It- a misunderstanding of grace or, or mercy, the, the the that is the disposition of God toward us. If God's an angry taskmaster with a religious clipboard in the heavens watching you every day, and that's your mm-hmm. image of God, who wants to talk to that guy? Um, mm-hmm. But if, as Jonathan described him, if he is the loving Father whose constant disposition toward us is hands open, arms extended toward us, then I, I'm always ready to lay my burdens upon my Father that way. Yeah, that it. We mentioned that book the other uh, day, Cheer Up, and you know the whole um, context of that is a saying by Jack Miller: "Cheer up, you're you're far worse than you ever dared to imagine. Cheer up, you're greater love than you ever dared to hope." So there is you can you can cheer up. You can't even imagine how bad you are. Uh, it's worse you can, than you think. <laughs> you're worse than you think. You can cheer up because you're greater love than you can ever dare to hope. And so because of this, we have this relationship with God that brings us into his presence where 
we know we have, you know, Jesus is the our advocate with the Father. The Holy Spirit um, perfects the prayers that we have uh, with the Father so that whatever we're asking for, um, we're going to get the best of the Father as a result of it. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now, is this just a Pollyanna approach to life that's just unreasonable? This whole don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, is that just somebody that is completely naive about the world, that doesn't understand the difficulties of life, that's just trying to paint this picture that doesn't match reality? Well, the parallel passage to that is First Peter 5, 7, where we cast our anxieties on him because he cares for us. So, mm-hmm. so the, you know, it's not a Pollyanna. He, he actually cares for us. It's not pie in the sky by and by. I have somebody who cares and has a greater concern over these things than I can even have. And in prayer, I mean, there's, it's an it, it's a act of faith and trust. You know, your, your faith prays first, uh, where we are going to God in a measure of, of faith because we know he is sovereign over all things, and he actually has the power and the ability to do something about it. And in prayer, that's an expression of faith in trusting in God and lifting these things, placing our anxieties on him. But it can also then direct us to him and direct our eyes heavenward as we consider and remind ourselves of who he is and as we're praying and and uh, lifting these things before him. Yeah, I think prayer is the only effective thing we have to address our fear, anxiety, and worry. Jesus uh, recounts in the Sermon on the Mount the ineffectiveness of worry. Who among you worrying can add even an hour to his life? And so prayer is the actual proactive, practical step to dealing with that which we're anxious about. And so it's mm-hmm. not Pollyanna. It's, it's actually a shift in perspective is that I'm going to bring – these things that I'm worried about to someone who can actually deal with them and can actually do something about them. Mm -hmm. So what if I said that I think uh, the primary reason people don't pray is because instead they're choosing to take matters into their own hands. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that's a reasonable assertion? Yeah, they... I think it's a reasonable because uh, we want his help. We don't, you know, we want we want him to make up the difference rather than actually um, go to him in our problems. So, I mean, it is a it, it's aligned with who we are in our nature. I mean, we are by nature sinful creatures, yeah. and so we we don't want to acknowledge we don't that want to he's dependence, right? Yeah. But also think of. Uh, you know, it, it, with kids, I mean, when there's something that's in, in even our own selves, when there's something that we know that is good for us, that we should be doing, we still don't want to do it. You know, there's, you know, my son who's, you know, four years old, I, I caught him a couple times a day, just walk around the house with this handful of chocolate covered raisins, you know, that's melting in his hand. I was like, it's, you can't eat that. You can't just walk around and just eat chocolate covered raisins all day, you know. But um, in his mind, sure, this is good. You know what well, I mean? we, well, we know with, with children that 
very often we want to help them. And their first response was, is to pull away and say, I'll do it myself. Right. You know, and they can be yeah. only, you know, they're bare toddlers that have just learned to talk. I'll do it myself. Right. Yep. I think most of our tendencies is to actually, when something arises in our life, that our initial response, I think the Bible would say, is to pray. I think our initial response is to try to do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And Jonathan, I can't remember what day it was when we were talking about this topic, talked about this idea that we're supposed to pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the general sense of that verse is to where to live a life of, of dependence, mm-hmm. ongoing <laughs> dependence upon God, knowing mm-hmm. that we need him for each of the moments that happens in our day, and I, I think we tend to think we don't need him unless things unravel to a certain degree and we end up in desperate. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we say, oh, I better pray. Mm-hmm. And I think the mindset of Scripture is, no, prayer is actually the beginning step, not, mm-hmm. the, la- not the last step. Mm-hmm. It's the first step. Mm-hmm. And... I guess I'm hopeful that as we talk about this, that we can help not just our listeners, but help us as we're talking through this, that prayer becomes our first impulse, Mm -hmm. that that becomes our first reaction. Um, I appreciate my wife. Um, She will often say, well, have you prayed about this? Mm. Um, Just reminding me, hey, are you trying to do this in your own wisdom, your own strength, your own power? Maybe you should think about reaching out to God mm-hmm. and expressing these issues before Him. So I don't know what you, how you guys think about some of those terms, but no, I, I think our, our nature is to drift towards self-reliance, um, mm-hmm. and then until circumstances um, or relationships knock that wind out of us. Uh, that we come to prayer, I think, developing that. Um, one of my favorite verses in Psalm one nineteen ninety seven. it says, how I love your instruction, it is my meditation all day long. And so as I think about pairing that with the call in Thessalonians to pray without ceasing, it's Christian meditation is not like Eastern meditation. Eastern meditation is about emptying yourself, getting mm-hmm. to nothingness. Christian meditation is actually filling yourself with the character and conduct of God, mm-hmm. reflecting on his past uh, brilliance mm-hmm. and his past action of benevolence on your behalf and filling yourself with his word. And so I think for me, that's a, a mechanism I use to fulfill that daily dependency mm-hmm. is I'm meditating on who God is and what he has done throughout the day um, and filling myself with the, the great truth. Mm-hmm. I think some of the comfort that we can get in prayer is when we consider the Lord's prayer. You know, Jesus doesn't give us uh, the Lord's prayer as you know. You need to do this is what you are to do. You know, this is you need to say this verbatim. I mean, it's a good prayer to pray, and we should. But it he he gives us really the the format of prayer, and you know our 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 worries and everything are there. Our needs, you know, the supplications, the give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and keep us away from evil. Um, but it, it starts out with praising God and at glorifying His name and praying that His name would be glorified and and praying that and His kingdom defi- would come. Even defining our relationship by saying our Father, our Father who is yeah. in heaven, and so yeah. that really gives us that helps with our anxieties, especially if we start our prayers the way that Jesus has taught us to start them, mm-hmm. immediately we're 
we're acknowledging God and who he is. He's our father and he's in control and we're, we're wanting him to be glorified. And that kind of lifts ourselves out of those anxious moments, I think. Mm-hmm. And I would just add one more component to this whole idea of prayer in the fact that I think it's important for us to, to name our fears, to express our doubts, mm-hmm. to, to unburden ourselves before God. Um, there's a phrase in the opening chapters of Genesis that, that Adam and Eve were naked and unafraid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a picture of how we're to relate to God, mm-hmm. that we can be naked and unashamed. We can be what we are and express what we fear. Because he knows it anyway. He knows it. Right. And that's, I think, one of the things, because we all, I mean, as, as we struggle to pray at times, that is one of the things that kind of baffles my mind. When I stop and consider, like, why am I reluctant to pray? It's like, God knows everything. I mean, I'm not going to surprise him. Like, whoa, I didn't know that. You know, he, he already knows it. He knows what I need. But he's, he's calling us to engage in that um, communion with him and to inter- interact with him in this personal way that we are like children lifting up our concerns and our anxieties to him, asking him for help. And the other thing I would say is that there is no shame in asking others to pray for you. Right. Um, if prayer is good for you, it's also good for you to have other people upholding and lifting you up in prayer and that's part of what it means to to live in a in a body mm-hmm. and live in a church community where we have the communion of saints where we bear one another's burdens it is one of the one another's pray for one another you have been listening to the gospel for life thank you for joining us and we will see you next time bye